Thank you so much for being here today. Today, I have to say, this is a very special day. Today, we are with Amber Renee, who is an engineer, actually a civil engineer, and I feel very aligned with this now. Um, she's an entrepreneur and mainly an expert in helping others how to monetize their message. She has such a background in the media field, in the celebrity field, in the fashion industry. She is well-rounded with so many important abilities that we have to have right now in the world in order to success, success online. So thank you so much, Amber, for being here today. Please let us know your story, your background, and how you have been able to achieve this level of success that you celebrate now. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Diana. I can't believe that you're an engineer as well. Engineers yes. unite. Yay. <laughs> yes, that's unbelievable. I really felt actually very connected when you explained that you were in the roads, you know, designing roads in construction, and one day you decided to paint your boots in color pink. <laughs> Uh, I felt very, very aligned with you because I also had to do this type of work, construction outside, which is heavy work. It, mm -hmm. it was very hard for me. Uh, but I remember having that voice inside saying, uh, is this, is this for you? Yes, Are you sure? Exactly. Because when I was, what I was doing before was not necessarily that. And I, it came unexpected. I didn't know that I was going to end up in a road doing all of this. So it's a long story, but for that particular thing and how you have been able to, you know, modify and, and progress in your purpose, I really feel totally aligned. But let's, let's speak about this because I'm so excited about you and your journey. So I started like you as a civil engineer on a construction site. I used to build roads and bridges for one of the biggest construction companies here in Australia. So, um, I, and as you said, I used to paint my steel cap boots pink and my nickname on the construction site was Pinky. And I used to, um, uh, like I would be out on construction site, you know, building my roads, building everything. And then at the end of the day, I would flip my, my, my engineering drawings over and start sketching dresses. So I knew that I was always destined for something other than um, engineering, but I just didn't really have the courage to step into it, right? That's not what you did in my family. You went to university, mm -hmm. you got the good job, you stayed in that job for 40 years. So it just wasn't something that was done in my family. So, but I, I just knew, I just knew I had to get out of there. So I quit the site and then I started on a sewing machine. My la I started a fashion label. It started with me on a sewing machine. The first week we made, I, I made five shirts, took them to the cool boutique where I live. They bought five shirts. The next week I made 10 shirts they, and they bought 10. And then five years later, I had 120 accounts around Australia. We exported to Paris, Tokyo, LA, and South Africa. I did runway shows all over the world and dressed some of the biggest celebrities of the day, which back in the day was Paris Hilton. So that was a great business to have. It was also an incredibly difficult business. You know, we were manufacturing. I was trying to fly between uh, Asia and back to Australia. And, and the whole business is basically very similar to constructing a, a bridge. It's a, a very big production run, a very big manufacturing run. So um, we were having success on success until we weren't. My, my factory ended up on the biggest collection that we'd ever had. They took all of my fabrics and didn't deliver my collections on time. I prepaid everyone, prepaid the factory, and they ended up going out of business and keeping all of my stock. 
So that forced me to go out of business because I, I purchased all of this stuff. And then I had to basically go through a bankruptcy at about the age of 25. So this business that I thought I was going to have for my entire life completely in the space of a couple of weeks, it just didn't exist anymore. And I had to have a real um, assessment of that was my identity. I was, the label was called ARX, Amber and Experiment. I was ARX. People used to say, hey, ARX. So it was like a huge identity crisis to me. I suffered a lot of um, physical manifestations of that loss. So I ended up with cancer. My body was riddled with dis-ease. So I had... Um, uh, stomach ulcers. I was on all sorts of anti-anxiety, antidepressant tablets, and basically worked myself to death, more or less. So coming out of that, I had to sort of reassess my whole um, life and values and what I wanted to do. I swear, swore I would never, ever, ever go back to the fashion industry. That lasted about a year until I started my next business, which was a fashion styling business. So that was a consulting business. So you work one-on-one -on -one with customers, you do personal styling. Um, and then in three years, I worked my way to the top of that industry. So I was the fashion editor for Women's Health and Fitness Magazine and our resident stylist at our biggest radio and TV network here. So they were the kind of gigs that most stylists would work for 10, 20, 30 years and they wouldn't get any of them. I got two within three years. And the reason I was able to do that was because of my personal brand. I worked really hard on my personal brand. I positioned myself as an authority. I made sure I was really visible. I did a lot of this kind of thing, profile building sort of stuff. And as a result, I was seen as the expert. So I got these expert roles. Um, so again, I thought that I was, you know, I, I was in my career that I was going to have for my whole life. I had these great contract jobs and was earning lots of money. And then the global financial crisis eventually hit Australia and all monies for things. Oh, I was also a TV presenter. So I was the TV presenter for fashion TV. So literally living my little fashionista dream life ever, thinking I'd made it. And the GFC hit and all monies for TV presenting and fashion styling dried up. So I was, uh, I lost all of my contracts. I lost three contracts in the space of a month. And I went from being, you know, having the best jobs in the fashion industry to being unemployable. So I spent the next six months trying to find jobs as a stylist, trying to find jobs as a designer. No one was employing anyone in fashion and certainly, certainly not at my level or, or, or you know, with my um, level of success. So again, I was completely, absolutely stuck with nothing to do. Like I, you know, I had no skills left. I was looking at trying to get an engineering job again. I was thinking about going back to a construction site after 10 years in the fashion industry. Can you imagine? So it was just, you know, it was a very, again, a really, really dire time that I thought, oh my God, my life is absolutely over. Like I have nothing left to live for. And again, I was very experienced about a three month period of extreme depression, like suicidal depression. And then probably another six month period after that of uh, quite quite a heavy depression after that just slowly working my way out of what happens when this childhood dream that you've had your entire life ends what do you do then you know what and who are you in the world what's your purpose in the world when what you thought you were going to do for your whole life is no longer an option to you so it was a lot of I had to work a lot on my mental health and a lot of my um you know self-worth and all the things like that so and I and I say that the when I look back upon reflection, I say the universe lovingly pushed me out of that role because as you have realized, when I finished that um, company, I was left with nothing except lots of really good education around how to build a fashion styling business. This was back in 2015 when e-learning was just kicking off. Like this was a, you know, it was like a very new industry. And so I was like, well, I, you know, I can teach how to become a fashion stylist. So I sat down one day, I got out my iPhone and I just 
created my very first e-course. It's called How to Be a Celebrity, uh, no, Certificate of Professional Fashion Styling. And um, that course I created in 2015, that course to this day makes me money every single day to this day. It's on Evergreen. We have funnels built um, and it makes me a lot of money every day. So I would never have created that course if it wasn't for the universe pushing me out of those other industries. I would, you know, I was never sitting around going, gee, I'd love to be an, you know, an e-course expert. Gee, I'd love to work digitally online. It was never a dream of mine and I'd never envisioned it for myself but the universe literally pushed me into it and gave me no other options. I could not get work. So it was just like, okay, well, this is all I've got left. I've just got this knowledge. So that business started, we did uh, six figures in the very first year with that one course. Since then, I've created three other courses. So my second course was a personal branding and publicity course. As you've already heard, I was really good at personal branding. So I, I created this course to help people like us to become the face of their brand, especially if they're engineers and they don't like being the face of their brand, if they like to be behind the camera. So that course really helps with what we're doing today, similar to this. Um, my third course is a mindset course. As you've heard, I've had a lot of mindset uh, things to work on. So I've created a mindset course. And then my most recent course, Freedom Funnels is a course about how to create your e-course and to sell it on a funnel. And so that course I created a couple of years ago now, it made $104,000 in pre-sales. So before the course was created, I did over uh, over six figures. And again, that course today makes me money every single day. So I guess what, you know, there's so many takeaways in this, but I guess what I wanted to point out to people is um, I was, I never chose this industry. I never sat around thinking I wanted to do it. The universe literally pushed me into it. And right now I feel like I'm in the best, um, industry for all of my skills, right? Because I get to do my presenting. I do personal branding. I do teaching. I build funnels, which the engineer in me loves to do. So it's been a whole evolution, which at the time was painful when going through the hard times. But upon reflection, it's like, wow, I would, you know, thank you universe for everything that you've pushed, pushed me into. Yeah, that's amazing. It's a pretty cool story because sometimes we are in these professions, you know, regular professions, say a lawyer, an accountant, a financial expert, and we just don't know how to make those type of transitions. Um, sometimes it happens naturally, even as, as you explained, and we don't necessarily need to to regret, right? Or to be against what is happening because we never know what is, what are going to be the steps forward. Or maybe, yeah, as you mentioned, the, the universe might be trying to take us into something that is even more fun or, or maybe more well-rounded or sweeted for us. So yeah, that kind of brings a little bit of a peace of mind of whatever state we are in right now. So thank you so much for sharing that because it brings a lot of hope for people who might be in that similar situation at this stage, maybe thinking this normal model of the normal job maybe might not be for me. And especially for women, we don't know exactly how to do that. And even especially in my own case, for example, I have kids and family. We really don't know how to, how to make a change like this, a drastic change sometimes for some people, especially when you are relying on a normal income and but at the same time as a woman you want to become a mom you know like a good mom to stay with the kids or that so what you're speaking about your e-course and your um these tools that you bring into the world are actually very very useful for many people who might be in that stage where they don't know how to find the purpose and to make the transition so what would be your uh, main 
you know, recommendation there about the purpose, how, how to find that? So I always say with purpose, I think a lot of us are waiting for a big shiny neon sign that says, this is your purpose. It's over here. Like, look, look this way. And we wake up each day going, where is the sign? So it's in my instance, as we've heard already, I've had quite a different you know, journey of entrepreneurship. It's never been a big neon sign. It's always just been something that I was passionate about, almost like a hobby that I wanted to do and I wanted to give to the world for free. And I was happy and passionate about doing it. So I remember when I started in this business, I, would, I just loved learning about e-courses. You know, I was ravenous for it. I was reading blogs all day. Every weekend I'd take another course and I'd study something else, just another thing about funnels or e-courses or digital marketing or EDMs or whatever it is because I was passionate about it. And I had no grand intention when I sat down that day with my, e, uh, my iPhone to create that first e-course. I had no grand intention to create this, you know, multi uh, uh, national brand. That was not the intention. The intention was, oh, I should teach this for the, for the next generation. And in following that intention, in following the passion, following the bliss, that's what it became. But I think if I, and even in my fashion design and my fashion styling business, I just sat down to do the thing that I was passionate about doing. When I made the first few shirts in my fashion design business, again, I had no notion of it growing into a multinational business. I just thought, Hey, I love spending my day this way. So that's how I'm going to spend my time. So that's what, you know, that's how all of these things evolve. And I think if we knew how, what, what it would end up, we probably wouldn't jump on the ride. I'm not sure that I would have like signed up for this if I knew this is where it was heading. You know, I was just back there going, well, I've got some knowledge I'll teach. So this is what I always think about purpose. So follow your bliss, follow the thing that you're passionate about, figure out what you would do for free, what you would give to the world for free that you'd happily go, oh, let me have a conversation with you about. Follow that bliss and that will lead you down to your purpose. And don't make it uh, have to pay for your rent. This is the other thing, especially with creative entrepreneurs. I see a lot of people going wrong is that, you know, they they have like three months of savings and they expect that they're going to be able to replace their income in a couple of months with their hobby because at this stage it's just a hobby. So, you know, be um, consider it enough to your bliss that you're not going to force it to pay your rent. Because as soon as you do that, it becomes a business and a lot of the joy gets taken out of it. And you want to maintain that joyful feeling for as long as possible in that first year. That's great. That's really good advice. Thank you so much. Let's say that somebody already reflected on that purpose. Yes, this is my passion. I feel that I really enjoy doing this. I can do it for free. Yes, that's good. Thank you so much, Amber. And then let's say that the person goes to the next stage, which is how I'm going to find my audience, which is for some. Some people have told me that is hard. It's, mm-hmm. it's like you're flooding in a world of in, in media, in the media, where you put something outside and nobody comments in what you put or nobody interacts and how do you sell them you you gonna you create funnels for example and how do you make people to actually take action to that how do you sell how do you that how how is um how is your advice on this for people who is starting out and don't know how to start creating the audience Mm-hmm. So there, so there are only three ways to drive traffic to your offer. So the three ways are paid advertising, uh, publicity, which is what we're doing right now, and content marketing. So paid advertising is Facebook and Instagram ads, obviously uh, expensive and difficult, but really fast. Publicity, what we're doing right now, so getting in front of other people's audiences, going and connecting with people who may have the attention 
of the audience that you want to uh, get in front of and offering value to them. So offer to do a live stream, offer to write a blog post, offer to, um, you know, put some notes into their um, Facebook group if they have one. So the best way if you're just starting out, I personally believe, which is what I teach is publicity. So option two, it's um, much quicker and uh, much more effective because you're getting in front of someone who already has an audience. And then the third way is content marketing. So these in this day and age, day and age it's actually really easy to position yourself as an authority in your niche by simply calling yourself an authority in your niche and putting out content under that banner. So if you're an authority in, um, uh, well, I'm an authority in course creation, so then I'm going to put content out around how to create a course, how to build a funnel, how to you know, automate your process. So all of these things uh, actually build authority. So um, you can certainly put content, uh, content out on your own channel. So that's your own social media and your own um, website, your own blog, that, that kind of thing. And that is an effective strategy. But I, again, if I was just starting out, I would go and find audiences that already exist and I would be really active in them. And the easiest way to do this is to just join a Facebook group that has um, not necessarily an owned Facebook group, more of those, you know, women helping women entrepreneurs groups. Those groups, if you pay attention in them, um, you'll notice that there are particular women that are really active in the group, always giving value. So I, I like to say four lots of value before one lot of um, uh, ask. So four comments every single day that are providing value, providing solutions, providing assistance, engaging in conversations. If you do that every day and you have four different conversations with someone over the course of a week, that's 20 different conversations that you've had that could potentially turn into a lead or a um or a new, you know, person for your email list. Mm-hmm, that's amazing. When you were studying, when you were studying out and you recorded your first, very first uh, course, what were the steps that particularly helped you? Um, I mean, is this exactly what you're mentioning or something else um, that helped you with certain circumstances to start selling that course? Because I understand that you were able to scale that um, course over the years with very, very good results. So I wonder about how, how did that work for you? So what I always like to recommend to people is that you teach the course that you're sort of already known for. So the first course that you create, because once you start creating courses, you want to create lots of courses. Mm -hmm. But the first one should already be in an area that people kind of already start asking you for help on. So, for instance, when I created my fashion styling course, obviously I had quite a bit of a profile back then. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of people that were already following me. I was already, you know, I had a fashion Mm -hmm. blog. I was doing fashion Instagrams. So people Mm -hmm. were already following me. So I did Mm -hmm. have a bit of a head start. But what I teach Mm -hmm. in my Freedom Funnels course is, you, um, the people that are already following you. So as, and that could just be your friends and family on your personal Facebook page. If you have 200 friends and family on your personal Facebook page, you start there and you ask for recommendations. So you, you notify everyone on your personal Facebook page. You let them know that this is your new business. And you know, there are scripts and tools that you can use to make it, um, to make sure that people are engaging with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I like to always do with my e- e-courses is validate the idea. So I have a quite an in-depth idea validation survey, which we provide in the Freedom Funnels. And 
that survey is actually a lead generation tool. So whilst that survey is um, collecting data that you'll eventually use to um, iterate your program and iterate your marketing, it's also a lead collection tool that we then use to market back to the people that sold um, uh, signed up to your survey. So there are there are ways to get you started, and, and and certainly scripts help when you're in this in this stage of your business, right? And and learning from someone who's going to hold your hand through this stage because it can be a bit scary. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What would be your recommendation for the content creation part? Um, is it um, very overwhelming uh, for you right now? Do you manage a team or how do you do it right now in your business? So in my business, I do all of my content creation myself. And I, and I've, I've toyed with this a lot in the past. I've tried to outsource it. I've hired social media management agencies. I've tried to have my team, my VA do it. It's a funny thing, you know, I mean, I think if you're using content marketing really well, then either you need to do it or you need to have someone who's a dedicated content marketer on your team, which I just don't have right now. You know, I have mm -hmm. more generalists that, that cover the entire area of digital marketing. So it's definitely something that I've toyed with as, you know, content marketing, creating these kind of things is a full-time job. Yeah. Um, but as we've mentioned already, it is a lead generation tool. So I guess mm -hmm. that's why I've taken it back um, under my own uh, list of jobs to do each week is because I want to start utilizing it more as a lead generation tool. Whereas before I was just putting out content without a really targeted ske schedule just because I could, you know, like I didn't really need to use it in that way. Um, but yeah, you know, I think like, quality over quantity with um, content marketing. So even if everyone's telling you that you must post every day on Instagram, if you don't po post every day on Instagram, then you don't post every day. So just figure out what schedule that you, um, you're happy to maintain and maintain that schedule so it's consistent with your audience. And then the other thing I recommend is just figure out one platform. So when I was uh, starting this business, I knew that my ideal audience was hanging out on Instagram. They're fashion stylists, right? So they're on Instagram every single day. So I knew I'm just going to dedicate every single moment of my content media, social media time to um, Instagram. I didn't look at Facebook. I didn't even open YouTube. I didn't go to LinkedIn, Pinterest, didn't even open a single platform for about 18 months, two years. And in that time, I went from about 20,000 followers to 50,000 followers. So that was purely just from focusing and dedicating my time, energy, and efforts on one platform. And that's probably the best piece of content advice I can give everyone. You can't be a master of, I can't be a jack of all trades. You need to master one. So figure out where your ideal client is hanging out. It might be LinkedIn, could be Pinterest, figure out which one it is and then dedicate all your time and learn about that platform. So I took Instagram courses. I studied Instagram marketing. I read Instagram blogs. You know, I really became a student of that platform. And as a result, I was able to grow. And that's how I look at all of my social media these days. I, I think, okay, Next, I'm going to focus on YouTube. So I went and purchased a YouTube course. I went heavy on YouTube content. So that's sort of the best advice with content marketing. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate this. Now that you're here, I think that is very, we cannot finish this before you really give us good tips on how to create a beautiful brand like yours. <laughs> I mean, how to create an impactful brand. What a woman has to do. What are the steps that somebody has to do to portray that confidence and all of these elements that are needed in a good brand? What are your um, tips on that? 
So again, when we're talking, I'm assuming your audience is like you and like me, maybe engineers, maybe technical people, or even like, you know, I've spoken to a lot of female entrepreneurs over the years. And one of the biggest issues that I have is hearing that female entrepreneurs don't feel comfortable getting on camera. They don't like being seen and heard. So um, again, what I always come back to is all of these skills are teachable. You know, when I um, started becoming a TV presenter, I was like, I was okay with being on camera. I liked being on camera, but I certainly wasn't skilled at TV presenting. So I went and hired a very expensive TV presenting coach who taught me how to present on camera. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, it's like when people say, oh, I'm terrible on camera. It's like me going, oh, I'm terrible at speaking Russian. Well, of course you're terrible at speaking Russian. You've never studied Russian. So why would you assume that you know how to speak it? So this is what I always say when people say, oh, I'm terrible at, at being on camera. So again, all of this stuff can be taught. And I always think like, figure out what that fear is, the underlying fear of getting on camera. Is it that you don't want to be seen? Is it that you don't want to be heard? Do you think your message isn't important? Do you not like your appearance? Whatever the underlying fear is and work back on that underlying fear with your mindset. Mm -hmm. And then that will help give you breakthroughs in terms of putting your message out. And, you know, there are definitely tools in one of my courses. I teach a, um, a, a, like a, what to wear. So, you know, skin tone, body shape, what I used to do with my fashion styling clients. I teach this and I've even had women just go through that module and go, oh my God, what a revolutionary model. I did a module. I had no idea that if I wore certain clothes and colors that actually suit my skin tone, then I'll look so much better on, on film and on camera and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then really it's just getting confident with your messaging. You know, I always say, take yourself out of this. So don't walk around thinking, what am I going to say? What, 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 you know, what, what are people going to think about me? It's not about you. If, if it's your brand, it's about the people that you're serving. So rather than going, Oh, what, what if they don't like me? Think about how can I serve them? So, you know, putting your dreamies first, your dream clients, making it all about them takes the pressure and the focus and the fear off of you. And when you think about just showing up and serving and coming from that place and that intention, then your message will always hit home. That's amazing. Thank you so much. What other programs are you um, offering advice on? Uh, you have something for video, right? To look good on video and have the confidence. Also, you have something for a, an e-course, building e-courses, and also for the funnels, what else do you, do you help people do? Yeah, so I guess with your audience, my, my second course called Amplify Your Impact is a personal branding and publicity e-course. Oh, so that one literally teaches you what we're doing right now. So how to present a personal brand, how to look great on camera. We teach all um, public speaking on stages, on podcasts, on camera, and in real life. And we also talk about how to get those opportunities. So similar to what we're doing. So how to get podcast opportunities, how to mm -hmm. present on your podcast, those sort of things. So that's Amplify Your Impact. It's a great program. We've had hundreds, thousands of women all over the world. And then Freedom Funnels is the program that helps you uh, go from idea phase to signature e-course. So if you're going, I know that I should teach something. I'm not sure what it is. I don't know how to get it out of my head and into an e-course. And then I don't know how to sell that e-course. That's what that course does for you. Yeah, thank you so much. At what point do you think that is a good idea to start using paid advertisement? Do you think that is needed from the beginning or what is your advice 
on them? Really great question there. So my um, my mantra with paid advertising is you don't spend any money until your organic offers are converting. So if you're putting out, um, you know, if you're getting organic traffic, so that means free traffic from your content or your publicity, if people are coming in, they're connecting with you, maybe they're seeing your offer, maybe you're uh, conversing on a DM, maybe you're having a phone call, maybe they're going through a funnel, whatever it is. If that funnel is converting and you're making money organically, then you can start spending money on um, on ad traffic. So, you know, we always want to look at a funnel being that if you're putting more uh, people in up the top here and you uh, if they go in here organically and they get all the way to the bottom and you don't make any sales, you don't have a traffic problem. You have a conversion problem. So there's something, there's a problem here with your funnel. Mm -hmm. So there's no point in putting more and more traffic in up the top if they're not making it through to a sale. So if you're, if your organic traffic is going through and they're not purchasing, it means you have a conversion issue with your funnel. So you need to figure out what those steps are. Are people not connecting with you on DM? Are they not getting inspired by your sales message? Are you not communicating your irresistible offer in a way that gets people to get their credit card out? There are so many things in that sales process that stop people from converting and you need to get all of them right before you start going for paid traffic. Yeah, thank you so much. I think that 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 point is very, very important. It's very crucial and that is a point that is that point I believe there are many, of course, uh, materials outside that we can take a look at and, and take uh, courses in copywriting and all of this in order to achieve that engagement that you need of people with what your the sales page and, and the messaging. But again, it's a little bit difficult and that's where I guess that it comes, um, the, the, the role of a mentor comes to help people to actually find spot the, the, the specific mistakes. In my case, for example, it has happened. I've been through that. And you take the courses, but your case is so specific, you know, mm -hmm. that conversion sometimes in that panel that you mentioned that there is no way that you can fix it anymore with a course. You already right. took the course and did that. Like you cannot do anything else. Like, what is the problem? I need What's someone to realize, to tell me what is the problem that is happening here? Exactly. So with Freedom Funnels, with that course, you get weekly coaching with me, like a group coaching program. And exactly that. My students come to me and they've got, you know, it's almost working and they've got all the moving parts, but the, the parts just aren't connecting, right? And each week we come through and I just look at the data. And so I can just read it from obviously being an engineer and loving data. I read through the data and I can say that page is broken, change your headline. This page is broken, change your offer. This page is broken. And we basically hack their funnel for them because as you say, there are so many moving parts when you get into this part of the journey and it is really difficult to understand. But one of my best um, stories is a student, Irina. She was coming to me. She, she was very, she was already quite advanced. So she already had her course built. She already had a funnel set up. So she came to me, you know, quite at the end of like that whole process and um, every week she showed up, every week she was doing live webinars with paid traffic. So that's a big deal. Like a lot of energy gets expelled in a live webinar. She was throwing money at it every single week and every week she was losing money. And um, she and every week she was showing up to me and every week I was saying, now change this, change this, change this. And we were getting closer and closer, but still no sales. That by about week six, she sent me a DM and she's like, hey, just letting you know, I'm going to quit. And she was like genuine. She was like, I'm going to go back to my day job. I can't do this anymore. Thanks for your help. And I was like, you are not quitting. Like you are so close. I'm not going to let you quit. So we we sort of spoke about it and she's like, okay, fine. 
came back on the seventh week, same result. And on the eighth week, whatever we hacked that week, she went from no sales to three sales. So she had doubled her ad spend that week. So she went from whatever she spent, 500, she made a thousand. Since then, I, and, and that was the last I spoke to her. We had an eight week program together. So that was the last of, of the eight weeks. And then I, I was on her podcast similar to this, this year, like a few months ago. And before we started filming, I said, Oh, how's your, how's your funnel? I haven't heard anything about it. Like, how's it going? She's like, oh, I haven't touched that since then. So she hacked her funnel. She put it on evergreen the day that we finished and she hasn't touched her funnel since then. She said, it makes me money every single day for two years. And I was like, oh my God. She's like, I still have the message that you sent me when I tried to quit halfway through. I'm like, wow, so, so Mm -hmm. powerful and so close, so close to quitting, but she didn't. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a a really nice story to hear. And yeah, that demonstrates that it's, um, there is a lot of, it's like an art. At that point, I think, uh, you know, like you can learn the, the actual, um, general guidelines in order to try to, to, to put the right words that people need to be, um, related to and that it make people take action. But there is a fine moment where, where that is not anymore. So that's when people like you, like it's really, we really need help of someone like you, mm-hmm. uh, where, somebody can help us to spot the actual um, improvements that we can make so yes thank you so much for that it's such an amazing story I really love this type of um, interactions where we can learn so much and also feel inspired by the stories because your story is very relatable any any woman with a traditional type of background job profession um, making the decision to transition to another type of field, career field, and uh, finding that purpose, uh, challenging the status quo <laughs> with going out of um, engineering, the family stuff, all of that. It's very inspirational. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for sharing your story, Amber. Um, I wonder at this point, is there anything that you wish I had asked you today? Uh, I think we covered everything. I guess I just want to leave the audience with, um, with a little note about entrepreneurship in that it is the biggest personal development journey that you're ever going to go on. So if that's what you want to sign up for, then go for it. But starting a business will certainly make you face all of your fears that you've ever had about life and about yourself. So if you thought that you were signing up to run a business, you're not. You're signing up to work on yourself and go on a big personal development journey. So that's part of the joy. That's part of the journey. If you think that you're doing it wrong, you're not. That's actually how it is for everyone. So just keep that in mind if you're in one of those phases at the moment. And just remember that it, it's a roller coaster. Some days are good. Some days are not good. Just um, just keep at it. Keep on the, Keep on the train. Thank you so much, Amber. And for anyone who is listening, this is my friendly invitation to please follow Amber Renee in her accounts and contact her. She is a very good source of help and support for anyone who is looking to implement the right uh, funnels to create this beautiful uh, knowledge business based on courses. And anyone who is working on their branding, Renee is, uh, but as we can see, all her story and her own uh, media presence, we can see her expertise right there. So thank you so much, Amber, for being here today. 
Thank you so much. This is a beautiful conversation. I hope I've shared some wisdom with your audience. And if I have, please come over to my Instagram and send me a DM letting me know what was your favorite part of this conversation. I love connecting on DM. Thank you. I always say also before ending every podcast that we want to make every single interaction very, very meaningful. So my invitation is to connect with us through social media. And every time that you have any specific offer or something special going on, please tag us on Instagram or in social media so we can actually reshare and in that way help you to connect deeper and deeper even with the audience so they can get to know more about you. Beautiful. I love that connection. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Amber, and have a wonderful day. You too.